Chapter 4 Sitting in Limbo With the 4th of July on Saturday that year, Charlie invited Amy and Ford over for burgers, homemade lemonade, and, he had to admit, a little moral support. The girls were also in town, but they were picking up their furniture to take to their new apartment. With Beth starting school in Austin that fall, they'd gotten a place together. It was time to clear out the rest of their things. He wasn't quite ready to think about the house being empty, though, so he thought he'd fill it up with people in the meantime. Oh my goodness, these were amazing, Dad, Beth said as she finished the last bite of her burger. You've gotten really good at this. Thanks, Biddy. There's plenty left, Charlie said. Who wants seconds? Everyone else had already leaned back from the table, and they groaned at his question. Well, what am I going to do with the rest of these, he asked, gesturing to the plate on the counter that was still full of burgers. I'll have to send them home with one of y'all, or take them to Carol and Cal on Monday. Hey, Amy, speaking of, we should have invited them this year. Who are Carol and Cal? Emily asked. He's in my class at kids camp at church, and his mom is volunteering too. She and Amy are coffee buddies. They just moved here, and I didn't think to ask if they had plans. Oh, they had plans, Amy replied, grinning mysteriously. Oh, yeah? Charlie asked. Amy just smiled again and took a sip of her lemonade. Darling, Ford said, might you be matchmaking again? I might, she said, giving him a peck on the cheek. But you know I'll only admit to it if it works out. I do have a good feeling about this one, though. Ford rolled his eyes and shook his head, and the girls laughed. Hey, Dad, you think we can get the rest of the stuff loaded before the fireworks start? Beth asked, glancing outside as the sun was setting over the small pond behind Charlie's house. Charlie lived less than a mile from the university, and they shot off fireworks every year on the 4th of July, practically in his backyard. He and Honey had always loved being so close to campus. He thought back to how they'd argued good-naturedly about whether it would be better for the girls to carry on the family tradition at Baylor or stay closer to home. A win-win, Honey had finally told him. He chuckled quietly, lost in his memories. Dad, you there? Oh, yeah, Biddy, I think we can manage. Ford, you want to give us a hand? I'll clean up while y'all do that, Amy offered. They had loaded the girls larger pieces of furniture earlier in the day, so they only had a few tubs of clothes and boxes of books left to put in the U-Haul. They finished getting it all loaded and secured just as it got completely dark. Okay, Charlie said as he closed the back of the truck. It's all ready for you to take off tomorrow after church. And Sam and his friends are going to help you unload? Emily's longtime boyfriend, Sam, was also in medical school in Austin. Yep, Emily replied. He's got us covered. I think we're all set, Dad. He hugged them both, one under each arm, and tried to remind himself of how lucky he was to have them, even though he was feeling sad in the moment. Each new phase is bittersweet, Honey had always said. He remembered when the girls learned to walk, went to kindergarten, started driving, had their first dates. You're always leaving something behind when you go on to the next thing, but you just don't realize yet all the blessings that next thing will bring, she told him again and again. All right, knuckleheads, he said, making a fist and rubbing his knuckles on top of their heads. Let's head on in and see the show. As they went inside, Ford and the girls headed to the kitchen to get another glass of lemonade. Charlie paused, then went down the hall and stood in Emily's empty room. He could hear how sweet it is to be loved by you streaming outside, the song he and Honey had danced to at their wedding.
I remember that dance, Amy said, appearing at his side. Everybody thought you'd do something slow and romantic, then you twirled her out to this one. It was perfect for y'all. You okay? I guess so, he replied. It's always just hard to say goodbye. It's not really goodbye, she said. They're not that far, and I'll see if I can get them back up here with us after they graduate. Maybe Biddy'll find herself a Dallas boy, or maybe I'll find one for her. You're sneaky, you know, he replied. Oh, not really, she said. The girls know we'd love for them to be closer again one day. That's not what I meant. Setting Carol up already? I hope you know what you're doing. I always know what I'm doing, Amy said. Honey used to say that, too, he replied, looking at the room and rubbing the back of his neck, that you always knew what to do. They stood in silence a minute, then she patted his arm and gave it a tug. Come on, she said. Let's go watch the fireworks. I'll get you some more lemonade. He let her lead him back to the kitchen. Then they joined the rest of the group on the patio. The fireworks were as spectacular as ever, primarily green and orange to match the university's colors. But his heart just wasn't in it this year. After finishing his lemonade and watching for a couple of minutes, he tapped Emily on the elbow. Hey, I'm pretty tired, he said. I think I'm going to go ahead and turn in. She frowned in concern. You feeling okay? Oh, sure, he said. Just one too many burgers or something. The rest of the group grew quiet and looked at him. Hey, I'm fine, really, he told them. Just a little tired. Y'all stay up and have fun. See you in the morning. He went inside, closing the patio door behind him, and walked down the hall to his own room. He hated to bring down the party, but at the moment, all he wanted was to go to bed and put another day behind him. He could always count on a Sunday morning service to lift his spirits, though, and he loved having the girls there with him. He'd reassured them as they left that afternoon that he was fine. And as he headed back for kids' camp the next morning, he found himself curious about how Amy's fix-up had gone. He and Carol got along great, but he didn't know if they had become good enough friends for him to pry into her personal life. As he was getting the kids started on their first activity, he glanced at his watch. It was ten after, but there was no sign of Carol and Cal. Five minutes later, they arrived. She apologized, as usual. Don't let it happen again, he scolded, grinning at her. He'd been saying the same thing every morning for the last couple of weeks. She smiled. Hmm, that usually at least gets a chuckle, he thought. As the day went on, he thought she seemed different. Quieter, a little distant. Definitely not her normal, he observed. As soon as the last kid was picked up, he turned to her and crossed his arms. Okay, let's hear it, he said. Hear what? Carol replied. What's wrong? You've been down all day. Oh, no, I'm fine. Just a little tired, she protested. You were 15 minutes late this morning. You know I'm always late. No, you're always 10 minutes late. Today it was 15 and I've only seen you drink two cups of coffee all day long. Something's up. Come on, you can talk to me. She looked over at Cal, who had immediately gotten on his tablet when the other kids left. She took a deep breath and looked back at Charlie. Amy and I had lunch on Saturday. Oh, yeah? he asked. It didn't go very well, she said. Someone else showed up as we were having coffee at the end. Steve Walker? Oh, Charlie pursed his lips and nodded. He's the one that tried to corner you the other day, right? Yep, she said, and he seemed much less surprised to see me than I was to see him. In fact, he was all set to take Cal and me to watch the fireworks that night, had snacks and drinks and the whole shebang ready in his car. What did Amy say? He asked, trying not to smile. She just left, 
Like mid-conversation, Carol replied. I mean, she clearly set the whole thing up, but it was all so awkward. Well, what happened? Did you go with him? I got lucky, she said, lowering her voice. His eyebrows shot up. Did you now? Cal threw up on the way out of the restaurant, she whispered. One too many cookies at lunch, and let me tell you, I've never been so happy to see a kid toss his cookies. Steve was horrified, couldn't get away from us fast enough. Charlie couldn't hold back any longer. He doubled over with laughter, his hands on his knees. I'm glad my personal life is still providing you with some laughs, she said, mock angrily. I'm sorry, he said, trying to stifle another laugh. That might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. I hope you gave Cal Pal some extra screen time that night. I actually gave him ice cream, she said. Charlie could tell she was trying not to smile. He was glad to see that smile was returning to normal. You didn't, he said, shaking his head. I did, she replied, unable to hold back her own laugh. He had no idea how much he helped me out. We watched the fireworks on PBS and turned in early. So much better than the alternative. Amy can be sneaky, he said. Has she ever tried to set you up with anybody? Actually, she hasn't, he said. Ford brought up the idea once or twice, but it always seemed to bother her, because of honey and all, I guess. That makes sense, Carol replied, then groaned. Oh, it really was terrible. I think she could tell that I was bothered, but now I don't know how to bring it up with her. I haven't dated at all since Ryan died, and I'm just not looking for that right now, you know? Yeah, I do. I haven't, um, really dated since honey, either. Really? You haven't? I know it's been a while, he blushed, but it just hasn't felt right. Exactly. I'm glad you understand, Carol nodded. You've got to do what feels right. He paused, then couldn't help himself. Steve Walker? Really? He asked, wincing. I mean, I guess he's nice enough, but he's intense, Carol finished. Sweaty was what I was thinking. Charlie! And pushy, it's all about the insurance with him. You're terrible, she laughed. But am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. She shook her head, grinning. So help me out here, she said. You know her better than I do. How do I talk to Amy about this? Get her to stop fixing me up without hurting her feelings. Just tell her. Amy's not one to take a hint. You've got to be real direct with her or you're going to find yourself with an unexpected date on every major holiday. Okay, I'll try. Hey, thanks for listening. Anytime. Hey, Cal, she called. Time to wrap up. They all grabbed their things, turned out the lights, and walked to the parking lot together. Carol started her car to cool it off and Cal jumped in the back. Charlie leaned in and gave him a high five, then looked at Carol thoughtfully, turning his head from one side to the other. Steve Walker? Really? Come on, Amy, you can do better than that. Carol covered her face. I'm sure he's nice for someone. Sweaty Steve? Charlie, stop it! He walked away, but he heard her laughing as she got in her car. Maybe Amy doesn't always know what she's doing, he thought, chuckling to himself.